0: This is what it sounds like when I make a recording and I don't think anyone will ever hear it. So I'm kind of being a complete jerk to myself just for you. Okay, this is testing. These are the these are the binaural mics and I'm just testing them with my ears. There's one in my left ear. One of my right ear, and there's foamies on them. And it doesn't even matter if my recorder bounces around because I'm using the mic on my ears instead of the mic built in. Forgot my seatbelt. And it's raining out. Can you hear the rain? I'm gonna check the levels as I go here. Checking the levels, they're not bad. Boy, it's a lot more sensitive. It's a lot more sensitive with these on. But I don't know if it's capturing my voice or sounding muffled or... Or what? I don't know if you can hear me breathing. Or if you can hear me burping, or what? Chubb Creek 144. Way back when, when we didn't have to think, come on in, don't be a tink. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm, on the banks of Chubb Creek. Hello and welcome. My name is Dave. You're listening to Chubb Creek. Uh, this is Sunday, June 1st. I feel like that needs a dramatic pause. I I don't know why. Doesn't it? it may, I think it's because on the news that's what they do. This is Sunday, June 1st. Dun, 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 dun. I'm doing nothing exciting is happening. I'm doing my laundry. Um, the countertop and the sink and the stove and the tile that that my folks, um, pretty much put in completely without my help. I did, I did a lot of it. I have to completely brag that I did almost all the tile work myself, except for my mother was foreman. (laughs) It would have been a complete mess if I, if I didn't have mom tell me what to. So it looked, it looked great. And I was just cleaning the kitchen this morning. Every week I kind of do a little cleanup, you know, and scrubbing everything. And it just comes out so perfectly. It's so nice. What a nice change. And the new stove with the, one of those glass tops. Um, I actually bought uh, mom and dad's old one, so it has a glass top, and, and they gave me this cleaning stuff this like squirty stuff that you put on it. And you, you, right? I don't know, you probably know what I'm the deal, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, wow, is it ever nice to have the stove come out perfectly clean? It's just boringly nice. I was just, you know, <laughs> um this is kind of a, a strange podcast because I have stuff from three different weekends to put in here. But I, what I had thought was I had, I, I thought I had enough for two complete Chub Creeks and I just needed to, uh, put it all together. But, um, it turns out that, so the first, the first weekend I went hiking with my folks over at, don't remember. I'll probably tell you, uh, during it. um, and it was a really, really great hike. It was a uh, long climb up this really steep uh, hill, kind of a cliffy hill uh, with a lookout at the top. And um, I thought I had enough of that. I actually only recorded for 10 minutes. So uh, here I am looking at all the files this morning. It was only 10 minutes. So then the following weekend, I went somewhere else and recorded a whole bunch. And I don't know how much is the, of that. And then yesterday... This is the third weekend, I guess. Uh, I only skipped one week of podcast though, didn't I? I think so. Um, and I went to a place called Long Point, And I don't know how much, I don't think I'll play any of that because I was kind of in a crappy mood. The whole day actually started out in a crappy way because for some reason I decided I was, it, I was starving, okay? So rather than just make something free at home, I wanted McDonald's. Oh, I know what it was. I know why I went to McDonald's, because the first first thing in the morning, I drive to this uh, wood place, because um, um, there's this place that sells reclaimed wood, recycled wood, beautiful wood with lots of character, and I just envisioned buying a piece of that and uh, using it, because I'm going to make, um, dad's going to help me make this little bar that comes out from the kitchen, so you can sit at stools and eat breakfast, I don't know, seems cool, right? And in in my mind, it was going to be a nice... At first, we were going to do tile, um, we, like the little tiny squares of tile and tile of uh, the island, but I floated that idea around to the girls at work, and they made fun of me. So I'm not doing that. Um, the second idea was to use a piece of um, butcher block, which would be really cool, except for, I don't know where you find a five foot by 16 inch piece of butcher block. And so this recycled wood place, reclaimed wood place, seemed very perfect. So I went there. It's way downtown Toronto. It was really hard to find in a really crappy kind of rundown and warehousey area. But I found it, and uh, there was a guy working away in there. And all kinds of cool old, really big planks of wood everywhere. Some of them are finished with, uh, you know, the, and some of them have the, the bark edges and the bark underneath and stuff. Anyway, long story, I'm making this too long, but it cost $300 for one piece of wood, (laughs) like unfinished, just a plank of wood with some character, I would assume, because you can't tell because you can't really see it, it's all dirty. Anyway, so that was kind of a wash, so it took an hour to get there and back, and then I was starving, (laughs) and kind of cranky to tell you the truth. So I go to McDonald's, and I I walk in instead of going to the drive-thru, right? Thinking it'll be fast, and I go in, and there's a you know the, there's a family of people. and There's only two cashiers, and I'm thinking, okay, Dave, don't get impatient. You're in McDonald's. It it you you would be an asshole to get upset about anything in a McDonald's. You're you're about to order junk food. Just deal with it, right? And so that's the frame of mind I put myself into. I just, I settled in to be patient. I just knew it was going to be, I just had my spidey sense that it was going to be a long wait. And I was right. And not only that, I don't know why I get so stubborn. The right hand line was going through and there's this woman who, who, uh, the woman, the cashier was saying, uh, was calling the next person, and she'd say "next, please." And she said "next, please" about eighty thousand times, as I'm waiting for this one big clump of freaking family to get finished with. Were, and so I, it seems like they're finished. But this woman in front, <laughs> "next, please," over and over again, right? And I'm too stubborn to jump lines. I'm just I'm gonna persevere. And uh, anyway, so this woman, who was part of the family, because I I saw her you know, socializing with the And they've all got coupons. I think this is what the delay was. They've all got these coupons. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, Dave, you're ordering junk food. Be patient. Anyone who's ordering junk food should just be patient. <laughs> right. Uh, and so it's been 15 minutes. Okay. I don't know if it really was 15 minutes, but it was my clock in my brain. It was 15 minutes at least. And now the family's kind of gone, but the woman's now ordering something because she wants to take advantage of some other coupon and she's, you know, fine. And I wait and the guy behind me is really impatient and he's kind of being a dick. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to just wait. Right? And so I wait and I don't know what the hell fuss is happening. The cashier's inexperienced and next please and to the other side right next please every 5 seconds it feels like somebody else behind me is getting served and the woman is now arguing because she has more than one coupon and the cashier's no you can't use two coupons it's one coupon per customer and she's saying well that's for my mother and she's over there and some I'm just I'm thinking you're ordering fast food dave you can't be a dick so right so right okay and so whatever it's done it's I think that crans- I'm getting really mad, right? <laughs> because I'm starving, and I'm in a cranky mood already, and I've been standing there for, I think, 15 minutes. It feels like 15 minutes. And so I guess the woman decides that she really needs this two dollars off. She's insisting, and the cashier says, "Well, i have to ring it in twice." Oh OK, right? And you, you know what I'm, you know how I'm feeling at this moment. M- my team at work says that when this stuff happens to me, my face the the redness starts to rise from the bottom of my neck all the way up. And uh, you can tell by the degrees how much, how angry I am by the amount of red. So I must be like a beat. Anyway, so I see that she's paying. So this silly transaction where she's now saved herself whatever dollars, two dollars, I think it was, has happened. And the woman, <laughs> the cashier is asking. She's looking at me and she's saying... Can I take your order sir? And I said yes you can. And I start delivering my order to her, you know, one big mac, one large fry and a large dot. Di- and before I'm finished, the woman with the coupon interrupts me. Okay? And the, so I don't know what it is about that, but for some reason that made the little voice that said Dave don't be a don't be a dink, really is what the voice should have said, went out the window. Completely out the window and I turned to the woman and I said, "Pardon me." <laughs> Pardon me. This is my turn. She's taking my order. You can wait. <laughs> right? This is what I said. And she turned completely white and froze. And then she gets, collects herself and she says, no, 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 wait. This No, it's still my turn because she didn't complete my, she's waiting for, she'd get, she didn't get her two frickin' dollars. You know, the, the cashier forgot. Who knows? I said, I don't care. I don't care. You can wait. <laughs> Such a dick. Anyway, so I don't know why I couldn't hold on to it. And, you know, and so, and then, next please, you know, over and over beside me, it was probably just driving me. And the cashier is, not, she's now the poor cashier. And I'm trying not to direct any of this at the cashier. You know, I feel sorry for people in this this kind of industry who are just trying to make a few bucks and do their job and idiots with, uh, with coupons and beat red assholes like me. Uh, and she's trying to you know keep she's trying to mediate the situation and she's, you know my hamburger arrives within seconds <laughs> right like i'm sure they have a procedure for beet red uh, dinks and and the woman says to me patience is a virtue my friend <laughs> right and i didn't i didn't say anything i didn't reply i didn't say being a cheap bitch holding up 600 people behind you right while you nickel and dime mcdonald's into oblivion that's not much of a virtue nothing about you is a virtue you fat fucking twat <laughs> right no i didn't say that i did not say that so i didn't you know I didn't i didn't descend completely into to being a dick dink but i was close I know, I don't know why I got so upset. I'm, th- it's a good training ground. Everyone should go to McDonald's during like the busiest lunch hour just, just to, you know, kind of practice your, your, your zen. And, and stay calm. Anyway, uh, at least I ruined her friggin' lunch. <laughs> See, this is why I need nature. I really need it, to stay calm. <sighs> Let's go. Just recording a bird. Oh, always. Okay, well, since I'm recording, I wasn't planning on recording today. But we're out on the trails. Guess what? <laughs> uh, and, but this one, what is it called? Do you know? Got it down, it's the it? "Hey, you're out of shape, dickhead" trail because it starts off with about 150 stair climb uh, straight up <laughs> to get to you to about 300 feet. 300 feet. So we're all just kind of pissed off now.
1: Sweaty and getting bitten.
0: Getting bitten by loads of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. And we didn't bring water. Ow, that one hurt. So I smacked bugs off me. Let's turn this up. We just climbed even a little bit further. Actually, we turned around and changed our minds. I'm not sure where we are, but... Some pretty sounds. Um, But it kind of looks like somebody emptied a giant bag of boulders on the top of this hill and they've all been covered in green moss and they speckled sunlight it's really pretty but it's so many bugs it's hard to enjoy it but there's a little stream and what's really neat though is there's a coming down from the top there's airflow and the airflow is at least five to ten degrees cooler it's bizarre it's just like walking into a fridge I don't know what's causing it. Probably the water has something to do with it, but. even colder down here. Is it? Yeah. Did you down to the hill? Yes, I've been there.
1: Yeah, not today. It's on that trail. On the blue trail just back there a little
0: bit? We were headed the right way.
1: <laughs> it's a, what is it? Uh, half a kilometer. I thought oh, we'd have gone again. that
0: far. There's so many bugs. Mosquitoes too, which is too bad. This is really pretty here. The water is trickling down the hill. Uh, it's just like a little scene from The Lord of the Rings. Really pretty. Hard to describe, and it's not... Well, I guess there's audio. But anyway, I'm gonna take some pictures. Hope oh, that was too loud. See ice? Yes. right
1: in there. Feel it.
0: Is that where the cold air is coming from?
1: Probably. There's probably lots of ice still in here. Right.
0: You know what it is, too? Feel
1: down there. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah.
0: So we're looking at a little hole in the rock, big hole in the rock, like where the boulders haven't completely fallen down. Yeah. And there's cold... Oh, yeah, you're talking about
1: this.
0: ...refrigerator air coming out of it. That's ice. And there's ice down there. That's amazing. It's 16, 17 degrees right now. <laughs> Oh, that's, where oh, that, that's where the uh, cold air is. That's where the
1: cold air is.
0: What a great place to cool off.
1: No oh, okay. kidding. Look, you can see my breath. Keep your food cool, yeah.
0: That's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can actually see your breath, and it's 20 degrees.
1: So uh, we can easily get to the top. It's not that far, apparently.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: And that's where you get the view. high from wasn't
0: quite the Yeah, this is, we're still climbing. This is a, I was just saying, this is a lot like Dante's Inferno. The first circle of hell where you're being chased by mosquitoes, but you can't see them. But you have to keep chasing a banner. <laughs> it's not bad though. It's just a little bit tough. We're at like half a kilometer high now. <laughs> and I'm going vertically up this long stair, it's so long it has a built-in rope. My legs have had it. Wow. Oh, look at the view. Yeah, hopefully the view pays the payoff and the lack of mosquitoes.
1: And I think at some point you can see the river too. Wow. Probably
0: worth it. Look at that house in the distance. Bastards. Yeah. I <laughs> Congratulations, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. A little bit more to go. Oh they would. Any There's no view. <laughs> no, it's oh there's a house there. Well that'd be hard carrying groceries home. bugs here, I don't know there, there are, are. there's yeah. two there on your leg oh, yeah. There. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so we made it down and we're now just in a very beautiful river just enjoying the cooler air, oh look at all the buzzards I don't know there's about 20, well 8 buzzards above us
1: You're good. What a nice rivers East
0: huh? here. The There's a lot of rivers but no Grand. no trails near many of them.
1: There's a bike trail along the Grand, but it's not really uh, close to the river
0: very often oh nice cool breeze now yeah. Yeah. we're roasting hot because we just I really want to know how far how high that was well, it, it says it
1: right on the website oh, wow. 100
0: meters it says 100 meters it seems so unsatisfyingly low I want it to be kilometers high That's three
1: thirty stories it's a 30 story building
0: 30 story building that's like my, my apartment that's,
1: that's, I guess so
0: Oh, must be right. It was just a lot of diagonal, I suppose. Maybe the rope at the end made it seem like, oh, it's really high now because there's a rope. <laughs> oh. I need to record half an hour of this and set it as my alarm. Yeah. My pre-alarm. That kind of just makes me sort of wake yes. up. I mm-hmm. guess
1: louder and louder. Yeah. Until so it sounds like a waterfall. <laughs>
0: I've noticed if I set this too loudly and record it, it gets to be overpowering. But at a certain level,
1: it's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is probably where we should uh, have had our drink and sandwich. Yeah. brought chicken. It was so nice. It was really good. It was just we were being eaten alive by mosquitoes, so we had to. Eat extra calories of chicken to make up for the blood loss from all the mosquitoes eating, <laughs> eating off of us. So eat, it's the fastest chicken anyone's ever eaten. Yeah. <laughs> we were in that cold draft there, too. Yeah, there's a nice little draft, beautiful. I, I can't believe that. I've never heard of or I, seen anything.
1: I've There's this hole never in the felt rock. i quite like that there. For,
0: it's gone from about 25
1: degrees to about 15 yeah. or less. Yeah. It was it's cold enough 15. to see your
0: breath. Yeah. yeah, so ten well, degrees. Maybe just our breath is extra warm. Do you have a <laughs> thermometer on your um, My phone? Yeah, phone? but it, well, I think it gets it from the web though. Oh. It's not that local. But yeah, is, whole Does, other does your room. phone have an altimeter too? Probably does. Well, I probably there's an app. Yeah. I don't know if GPS will tell you what altitude you're at, will it? Yeah. Well then. I no. know. I have altitude. an app on the iPad. <coughs> it's just an alternative.
1: I'm sure someone did nowadays. I was just...
0: So, years well, that would have been good, too. Okay. So we only walked for an hour and a half, two, uh, maybe two hours. That was very rugged walking, though. And it was, yeah, it was such a steady climb that it felt oh, like... Oh, yeah. That was yeah. nearly straight up and straight down. Yeah, that's too bad. That happens. I don't know what possesses people to dump their shit on the floor. A
1: tube on here. You could, yeah. It's all go down to Lake Ontario.
0: It doesn't look dangerous, but I bet it is. I'm sure if you spill and the thing goes away down the river, and you're left trying to hump crawl over the rocks, you'd get hurt in this current. Okay, I want ice cream. I'm just hanging out. Oh, I'm leaning on my... Whoa, fireworks. Leaning on my uh, window cell. Just looking out the open window. It's really cool to get... Uh, it's been hot today, so... Uh, Jeez, I've been photographing these fireworks, and I just took a break. And of course, now all the fireworks are starting. It always happens. It's okay. This is the audio portion. <laughs> it's funny because I took all these pictures. I took uh, probably something like uh, 500 pictures. And now all I've got is kind of a headache of going through pictures. And there'll be be one or two good ones. God's making me nervous. I'm leaning out my windowsill, and I've got you, the recorder, in my hands, leaning out the window, and it's just giving me a nightmarish feeling. (laughs) The idea of that thing falling. I guess I am a little bit afraid of heights. Just my knees start to buckle when I look down. And I think of you falling. <sighs> what a hike today was. My legs are absolutely jello. Oh, there's a big one. Cool. From that hike up the hill, but it was a really beautiful climb. The only downside was all the mosquitoes, and we didn't have any water. Just stupid. So I'm just so exhausted, but um, I'm rearranging my kitchen anyway. So Right now, I was just taking a break now. It re- after I took all these photos, I put them on the computer, and I decided to start trying to rearrange my kitchen. And all these years, I've had my stupid microwave sitting right beside the stove, taking up all of the counter space beside the stove. And I've only got about two and a half feet between the stove, a little bit of countertop, and then the fridge, you know? So... All these years I've had no space there, and oh wow, it was a cool one. I love those fireworks where it shoots up, explodes, and then all the little bits fly off in different directions. How does it do that? Yeah, so now my micro, so I decided I'd clear my fridge off, put my microwave on top of my fridge, and suddenly I have all this room, all this prep room. I can. Cooker chops things right next to the stove and put stuff under into the pan. It's gonna be great. And then, of course, I noticed that my microwave is at eye level for me, anyway. So I opened the microwave and I I could not believe, <laughs> oh, how filthy! It's filthy in there. I would never have noticed that because when I opened the microwave before, I had to lean down. I never leaned down to look inside it. You know, I could just see the floor of it now I can see the whole thing so I just spent five minutes actually trying to clean it uh, and I need something more heavy duty I think so this sp- little spotted stuff God, I'm just so tired it's a good feeling though it's like a bit of an endorphin kind of a tired you know it's a nice cool night it's been hot all day So, I'm probably gonna finish. Oh, that's beeping my dishwasher again. I'm gonna finish the kitchen. Oh, and then tomorrow the folks are coming over again and we're gonna go look for tile. They've, they're so generous with their time. So, tomorrow we're gonna go to this warehouse tile shop and I'm again gonna have to make up my mind. I don't have to though. Could photograph that one. Anyway, so today's Victoria Day. So happy Victoria Day. I'm not even, we're talking about Queen Victoria today. I'm not sure I still have it right. I think she was, uh, I think she sired King George, who, no, I don't remember. Oh. she sired is that right she sired King George and then King George abdicated and then Edward became king and then after that he had uh who Elizabeth is that right no there was one more King maybe I don't know what do I care I guess we're a commonwealth and this is Victoria Day so that's why I care so there's your there's your completely incorrect Queen Victoria Victoria Day lesson and that's what I'm sure everyone has in their hearts right now when they're uh, lighting off fireworks is Queen Victoria okay so that made me want to learn a little more and oh uh, crap I closed the window here so it's all very interesting um, and um, maybe it isn't for you but I'm gonna. If you, if you don't have any interest in this, just fast forward. But, um, so, this, I just, so what I did was I Googled. I wanted to learn more about Victoria, but it's all very boring. So I, instead I want to learn, <laughs> learn her place in history. And so if you go to the timeline of all the kings and queens of England, it starts in 1066 A.D. with the Normans. And I didn't know the Normans was a family name. Is that true? I suppose, yeah. They were descendants of Vikings. But I don't know if the Normans is their family name. Hmm, not sure. Uh, they were descendants of Vikings who had settled by force in northeast France around the mouth of the Seine River. The land they occupied became known as Normandy, which, of course, that makes sense. It never occurred to me before. The name Normandy comes from the French Normand, meaning Norsemen and Normans. Hmm. And uh, the first king was King William, which is cool. That's my son's name. Woohoo. Um... King William I, the Conqueror, from 1066 to 1087. Anything interesting about him? William was friendly with English King Edward the Confessor and attacked England on Edward's death because he had been promised the English crown by Edward but denied it by the Saxon Herald. He defeated King Harold at the Battle of Hastings and in 1085 the dooms What's that say? Domesday survey? was begun and all England was recorded, so William knew exactly what his kingdom contained. The Domesday, I guess it's Domesday. The Domesday book was, in effect, the first national census. He ruled simultaneously in both England and parts of France, and this set the scene for regular land battles over territory in France for the next 500 years. When he died, his lands were divided between his eldest two sons. Robert inherited Normandy while William became king of England. Very interesting. So then what? All right, so that was the Normans. And the next family was the Plantagenet. and then there's a bunch of others. And then the Plantagenets were next, ending in 1399. Then the House of Lancaster, ending in 1461. The House of York in 1485. The Tudors, which included Henry VIII, and I've learned a little bit about that. It's a wonderful story, tragic story, ended in 1603. The Stuarts ended in 1714. And then there was the house of the Hanoverians. And I'd know from reading a little bit that Victoria was the last of the house of the Hanoverians. Um, and then, so Victoria, let me go to Victoria quickly here. So where are you Victoria? She was the daughter of Edward, Duke of Kent, who was the fourth son of George the third and a niece of George the fourth and William the fourth. God, these numbers are tough because it's Roman numerals. So she married Albert of Saxe, Coburg, Gotha, and she ruled during the industrial revolution. The British empire became powerful, rich, and confident. And when Victoria died in 1901, after the longest reign in English history, the British empire and the British world power had reached their highest point. She had nine kids, 40 grandchildren and 37 great grandchildren. Okay. So that's Victoria. And then after Victoria was her eldest son, King Edward. I kind of do these Roman numerals. Seventh, King Edward VII was her oldest son. Then King George V, he was the second son of Edward the Seventh, and that was all the way till 1936 uh, when he died, and then Edward Eighth. So Edward only, this is the funny p- part, so Edward's the eldest son of George V, but he only ruled for 325 days, abdicating the throne to marry Mrs. Wallace Simpson as he was not able to marry a divorced woman and become king. And you'll see that in that movie, which I can't think of the name of, um, about the stuttering king. Mrs. Simpson was an American, a divorcee, and had two husbands still living. So, you know, I don't want to be king anymore. So then King George, the uh, his brother, King George V, uh, became king. He didn't expect to become king, and he ruled during World War II and refused to leave the Lon- leave the London. <laughs> he refused to leave London during the Blitz. The two princesses, his daughters Elizabeth, 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 and Margaret, spent the war years at Windsor Castle, and the post-war years of his reign were ones of great social change and saw the start of the blah blah blah. Who cares? And that leads to Queen Elizabeth II, who was. King George VI's sixth daughter. So there you go. there's the whole timeline. So before we go into the next chunk, I think we'll play this wonderful song uh, by a really cool guy and I, I reached out to him on Facebook because I couldn't figure out his his song uh, which I really enjoyed. I was listening to his song in the car called "Don't Bet on Me And I really wanted to play it on the podcast, but the, the website I got it from, it's called B-I-R-P dot uh, which is a website that compiles um, tracks, lots of tracks of free music. It just doesn't say what you can do with them. So anyway, here I am in the car listening to this stuff and I'm listening to one song that I really liked. Um, it was really funny and uh, creative and I, I was really looking forward to putting it on the podcast, but I couldn't figure out how to find out if it was legal to do it. So I found um, the artist's name online and Facebook, uh, messaged him and he was nice enough to get back to me right away. So he sent me a clean link to the song. He seemed really happy about it. And he even took some time to listen to the podcast and he had some nice things to say about it. So, uh, you know, so it was nice to develop a little friendship over something like this. So Sam, thanks so much. Um, this is Sam Van Dyke and don't bet on me.
1: Don't bet on me if you don't want to lose Don't bet on me if you don't want to lose You say that I'm selfish and I'm proving you right Cause I'll hurt myself first, then I'll hurt you worse I'll lure you in and then cut you out Like it was nothing You weren't nothing Don't bet on me if you don't want to lose Don't bet on me if you don't me with your heart piece by piece I'll break it apart words cut deep when you need me to speak but in my arm Marie silence shoots to kill I'll never Say a word, I'll never tell you how I feel. Don't bet on me if you don't wanna lose. Don't you bet on me if you don't wanna lose. Don't trust me with your heart. i recommend you stay far away Don't get comfortable, don't feel safe Keep your cards close to your chest Keep me at a distance, I'm not worth the risk You don't.
0: start recording. So I'm in a fairly, this is, this is just a really uh, busy kind of a trail, but it's so pretty. It's, there's bug free, the air is really still and the forest is tall. I'm kind of in a valley looking up at just crazy amounts of green leaves, huge hundred foot trees and cool bird sounds. And there's a funny little bird up there going, wee wee. I don't know what that is. I'm trying to learn them, but it's a slow process. So this is probably, uh, I don't know when I'm going to use this, I've already, re- I think I've got all the recording I need for, uh, Chubb Creek 144, so this is probably 145, I don't know, whatever. I just feel like saying, hello? Um when I first pulled up to this place I thought oh great because there's at least a hundred cars <laughs> and but there's a baseball game and stuff so and so then I turned around I thought I'd decided oh, I'll find somewhere a little less busy and uh, then I found a little side entrance and it made me feel a little more adventurous uh, and so I decided to come in anyway and it's it's busy, but not that bad. I don't like walking around with a microphone when someone walks by every five seconds. It just interrupts me and makes me feel self-conscious. Ah, so pretty here. I had, uh, So yesterday was... My Aunt Brenda's wake. And what a... Wonderful family get-together. It's, it's funny, my family, they... They're more... You know, there was all the touching tributes. There's a couple of hours of really wonderful tributes from the fa- various parts of the family about Brenda Brins, as she's—I never called her Brins. I always like to call her Brenda. And uh, a slideshow. My dad put scanned some slides, and my cousin Jake put them all together with some music. And uh, my cousin Oliver put together a wonderful little film with old Super 8 footage. God, look at that tree. There's a tree that's so eaten up by by um woodpeckers it's almost not a tree I need a picture of that for me uh but you know my family uh they're there to be happy and celebrate Brenda's life but also celebrate each other and so what a wonderful little gathering it was a little community hall no more than you know the size of my condo a little I guess a little bigger but uh because it had big ceilings but uh just went on and on and on into the night, I think I left about midnight, but I got talking to my uh, uh one of my closest family members personally to me is my cousin Oliver and his brothers and i got I love talking to Oliver because we grew up together and he's the closest thing I have to a brother I think besides Gary and uh, we just got chatting he, he wants me to move and he 's really upset that I live uh, He's really upset that I live in Mississauga. He wants me to live in uh, in downtown Toronto where he lives. And I got him about it. I'm asking him, what are you there because you want to be cool, city kid? What's the th- thing? And he's got a really beautiful house. You know, it's worth a fortune and you know, it would cost me a fortune to move there. I just don't see the appeal. But he got talking about what it was about the city that he loved. It certainly was... Compelling because he lives on a beautiful street with ancient, I don't know, maples um, right down near Greektown, along near the Danforth. Probably an area that Scarborough dude knows very well because I know that he frequents one of those Irish pubs along that street. At least I think he does. And uh, he says, within walking distance, I've got a butcher, I've got a tailor. I've got clothing stores. I've got four or five grocery stores. I've got uh, a city street with uh, all these different cultures interacting and restaurants everywhere. And, you know, and it's alive, and everything is within walking distance. He doesn't really have to leave his little camp, you know. It's almost like camping. And I get that. And then I said, yeah, okay, I understand. And I I can see the appeal of that, Um, especially like the idea of having a little family operated butcher or grocery store I love that idea but I said but I want to be way out of it I want to be I don't want all these people around I want to live where I can leave my back porch and keep walking and I find nature that's what I want I don't know if that'll ever happen to me but that's I said and I know you got talking about my uh kind of my past few years here, and uh, I guess I had to admit to him and to myself that uh, I've been probably in a little bit of a healing period more so than I realize. Because um, over the last few years, I kind of reached an epiphany. I don't even know if I should call it that because it's you know how you know something and you just can't admit it? I finally admitted to myself that I'm trapping myself in my little prison of a condo and I need to get the hell out of here I I reached that decision real quickly uh, but I mean quickly from zero to 100 miles an hour within a week but it took me almost eight years seven years I guess to get there and as I was saying this to him I'm realizing wow that's a long time to be in prison you know I felt like I was in prison just not see, not do, I was doing well at work and work was probably the only thing keeping me sane but leaving leaving Calgary and leaving my family behind and and uh, you know and I have to admit leaving uh, my ex behind and there was more to that than I would have ever admitted it was tough it was real tough on me so <laughs> I think there's people around I don't know Weird trees but uh so there was a bit of a limbo thing happening more so than I realized I think or if I did realize I didn't want to admit it and I feel like this is an escape and I feel like this is the this beginning to a whole other life where I'm for the, for the first time ever since I was a kid uh, enjoying the planet and feeling like I'm part of it you know, not necessarily part of the people because I'm still fairly pretty much a loner out right here but I don't care, that's okay I'll, I'll, I'll get to whatever I need to get to through however I need to get to it I'm really comfortable as I was talking about last time being on my own, you know, it's It reminds me of being on my own back at the farm. And, uh... When there was a little creek running through the farm. And, uh... I used to wander along it pretending I was... (laughs) Legolas. (laughs) And... Anyway. So... It was a great, great, great conversation I had with him, and one of their cousins I got chatting with uh, with Luke, my uh, his brother, who drinks a, he's a scotch drinker, and I'm still learning about it. And I spent the last year learning <laughs> the finer points of uh, good scotch, and we had a nice chat, and we drank a couple of samplers together, some very nice. One that I don't remember the name of, and the other was just a Black Label 12. Johnny Walker both uh, interesting in their own ways with different notes of what you might call it <laughs> you were trying to describe the flavors to each other and it was tricky like I was telling them I I take when I, when I want to savor it I'll kind of roll it around on my tongue and like make a little container with my tongue to kind of just let it sit for a minute and as you let it sit these flavors kind of magnify to almost the point where it's overwhelming and then you, then you swallow and you enjoy the rest of it. <laughs> it's like we're having a funny little nerdy chat about how to, how it, what it is we enjoy about it. Anyway, I guess I'll move on. I just thought I'd chat with you for a bit. Hope this isn't too loud, I've got this thing cranked. So I'm assuming you can hear everything. Approached a little river here, and it's very beautiful. When I first got here, I noticed the same train tracks. I remember them be from before, but I happened to know see the train coming, so I sat there with my camera, just shooting pictures of every step of the way as it approached. Right until it went right under my feet, under the bridge, uh, and he hit the horn right as I was, right as he was going under. And I really wish I had this recording. But I didn't. So but I did get some cool pictures and all. We'll see. I've changed the website if you haven't noticed. Um, i had a lot of fun actually doing it. I changed it so that you can see a feature photograph in uh, every episode. And so for this one, you'll see. I don't know what it'll be. Might be a picture of that train. Uh, might be some of the beautiful lilac that I've come across. Wild lilac. Uh, I assume it's wild unless... And flower lover has planted them along the way. But, um, I don't know, unless I find something else. A lot of very pretty flowers along the way. Beautiful dappled sunlight hitting the tree, the forest floor. Just absolutely stunning here. that uh, brings me back to Oliver, and so I was trying to describe to him the feeling I get and he said, "Yo, oh, yeah, I get that. He said he got it right away. And I, I had to be skeptical because I don't even get it. Week after week, I forget. You know, I forget how much I love it and why. So every time I'm here, I, it's like a recharge. and a re, I don't know. I can't describe it. And I couldn't describe it to him very well other than to say it was a kind of therapy. And, and it, but it's an overwhelmingly powerful one for me. And I know it would be for you, too. Like, I don't know whether you get out there, some of you I know do, but if you don't, um, just put a little pack together, search Google for a conservation area or whatever they call them, your area, and go find one and just go walking, maybe bring a camera, more binoculars maybe to look for birds, and enjoy yourself and just uh, let me know what uh, what you think of it you've never done that before. Oh, I highly recommend it. I'll talk to you in a bit. I'm just walking along, I was gonna to try to record the sound I was talking to my Uncle Jerry about, who is also a birder like my Uncle Johnny. And he tells me I need binoculars. <laughs> so great, more gear I gotta bring. Anyway, I'm walking along and I hear this birdie 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 That's the sound. I can't whistle it. I can't do it. And so I was going to record it and then I realize there was a blue jay like, f- I don't know, 15 feet from me. And it's so exciting even though it's just a blue jay. <laughs> it's ridiculous how excited I get. And I freeze. And I slowly put the recorder back in my pocket And I wasted about 10 seconds just doing that and I slowly bring up my camera and I look through my lens and zoom in. It's just luck that I have the camera set up properly because you really got to think about how you're shooting. It's very low light here. And uh, so, and I bang away. I've got them full frame almost. I've got full, because I just love the look of Blue Jays. They're so beautiful. And I nailed them. I got them about... Fifteen times before he shifted again to another place, and I got him just as close. It's just like, just like hunting. Except instead of killing the things, you're kind of celebrating its beauty. How much more um, nature boy can you get? <laughs> anyway, it felt really good. I wish it was something more exciting than a blue jay, but. Uh, it was a beautiful specimen. He looked at me, he looked sideways, he looked at me again. I got all these different like he was posing for me. It was great. Anyway, I never did get the birdie, birdie, birdie. So, what is that? Birdie, 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 birdie. What is that? <clears throat> Jerry couldn't quite pick it out either. So, I was describing it to him. Maybe we'll hear it together. Do you know those kind of pine trees? You see in paintings, it's just a long, tall, tall pine tree. And there's no foliage until the very top. And then it juts out and there's all this vibrant pine foliage coming out at the top. Sometimes only to one side. You know that kind of tree? So dramatic. I'm looking at one right now and they're so pretty. My aunt, um, Mossy, my mom's, or my dad's sister, uh, is a fantastically talented painter, and she's painted along with Bev too. I'm pretty sure Bev is painted. I might, I might even be thinking of one that Bev, my dad's other sister, painted of that exactly that kind of tree. I'm really getting close to uh, feeling inspired. Enough. Speaking of painting, to pick up the brush or the pencils or something again. I, I uh, I've been. Exploring online every morning for my team and for the other teams to find inspirational uh, stuff. Well, that tree's creaking. Listen to that. It's two trees rubbing together in the wind here. And uh, every once in a while, I'll come across uh, a pencil sketch that's so beautifully realistic. And a lot of people in the art world frown on that, but I don't. I think hyper-realism is really fun. And I've never managed to quite get there myself, but I... Wow. But I feel like if I applied myself, I could do it. So I don't know when, but hopefully I'll feel inspired enough to act on it and start. And there's another kind of style of painting I've been noticing that I really love, which is kind of rough, sketchy shapes laid together with vibrant color in such a way that mimics furniture on or sunlight hitting furniture or sunlight hitting a building. And it's just so simple, yet it so perfectly mimics that beautiful look the heavy contrasts, you know. I don't know. I just can't think of what to do, and I never bother to start. So, that's the difference between being an artist and being a wannabe. I'm standing at the top of a maybe fifty-foot hill, going straight down. Not dangerously straight down; it'd be a kind of a painful roll. Uh, at the bottom of it is a river. It's called the Black Black River, I think or Black Creek. This is called Limehouse Conservation Area and uh, when I first got onto the trail I, I right away came across the Limehouse which is a dome how do you describe it? Like a half cylinder with a gated, iron gated front like a little torture prison. Very cool. I had a hard time photographing it for some reason. And it's probably a boring photograph. I decided to focus on the iron bars because it was the most interesting. Built in the 1800s. Nothing in Canada seems older than that. I that makes sense. Just had a fun little <laughs> moment. I uh, just noticed there was a beautiful field off, just, just way a little bit off the trail kind I climbed through the bushes to get to it and uh, I just was enjoying sitting in the little field there and this cute little blue moth lands on my pants and, and of course now trying to like crazy get a picture of this really beautiful little blue white moth look like a little lady just hanging out on my pants and then I moved my hand close to it and it crawled on my hand <laughs> and then I I take pictures of my hand holding this butterfly, or moth, and then he flutters away lands on my shoulder. And then, uh, it's funny, because Johnny was talking about superstition and during the wake, Brenda's wake, how um, her closet collapsed in the middle of the night after having been there for ages, and her electric toothbrush came on all by itself. And uh, he was just saying, that's just the information. You make of it what you want. And so I was having the same thoughts. This beautiful little moth landing on my shoulder. And I'm trying to take pictures of that. And he takes off again. And the little lady moth lands on my cheek. And I got lots of pictures of that. It's really cute. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's my Aunt Brenda. Joining me for my... Little hike, kind of like I was talking about. I wish she could join me. It's a nice thought. <laughs> I want to see an owl. I've only seen one once, and it was with Gary and Algonquin. And it was just majestic and big and fierce-looking and and intelligent-looking. It was, you know, two feet long, sitting there on a branch, just kind of surveying its kingdom, you know? You could tell it was like the lion of the birds. Looking, taking it all in, surveying its domain... And uh, it was just quite a thing, and if you've never seen a, an owl like me, I don't think I'd ever never seen one before other than in the movies. It was quite a spectacle. That's a nice little pond, and I guess I don't know what you call this where the river kind of comes in and stops. those little tadpoles cool photo opportunities. Oh, this'll be fun if I don't get eaten by a mosquito. So one thing is, last weekend, we were hiking <clears throat> getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Here, nothing. It's beautiful, cool breeze. It's more of like 65. It's not even hot. And it's an easy walking. It's just, this is a really nice, nice trail. What was I talking about? Ah, Kim Kimember. Kim That's lazy, eh? Kim I turned... I can't remember into... commember. Commember. (laughs) What's that? Hear that? What are you? So it's hard to describe what what it is about being out here that is so fun, but it's like... If you're paying attention and you're not charging through to just get the walking over with... And looking around and listening and feeling everything, it's a completely different experience. Would you even have noticed that bird if you weren't sitting here quietly looking around and listening? Sounds like a whistle. I love the sound of the wind. Can you hear that? I wasn't planning on recording today, uh, like I probably wasn't planning on recording even last time. But, uh, which is a good reason to have the recorder on you, because you just don't know when you're going to feel like sharing. And, uh, and what? Oh, when I first. So I switched it on just to capture the quiet. You hear some of it at the very beginning of this. Just the ambient sound of one lone songbird and just the quiet forest and then the wind and I recorded about six or seven minutes of just that stillness I don't know what i want to do with it I think I might even set it as a, a wake up alarm I have a pre-wake up alarm the one that kind of puts me in a good mood before the louder alarm goes off but just music or ambient sounds or I've got a few of them but I've been planning on making my own but just my favorite nature sounds because I have my speakers are set up this is pretty decadent I have some Bose speakers set up beside my bed uh, one on each side for stereo what's that? and uh, so I can create a real stereoscape when I wake up which is so cool forgot to take those pictures. I'll talk to you in a sec. All oh, the dragonflies are out, finally. Gary says they've been out at his place, but it's the first I've seen of them. They're all over me, all around me. In the air, almost hitting me. a so little pocket of them have just come to life here. It's nice to see. I miss the dragonflies. Some people are freaked right out by them. they are big and buzzy they don't really make much noise unless they're really close to you uh, I I know that in prehistoric times dragonflies were up to a foot or two long if you can imagine that I can't even imagine it the air was much thicker then that's that's actually another thing that's interesting people don't realize is that uh, <clears throat> um, 65 million years ago probably maybe more I'm not sure when the time of the big birds bird-like dinosaurs was the pterodactyl and the pterodon and whatever they were huge they were the size of airplanes and these days those suckers would never be able to fly because the air was much thicker then so it would be like swimming almost it's not that big a difference but it's a good analogy so they were almost swimming through the air because there's so much more air. And, uh... Which is kind of scary, isn't it? Isn't that, uh... It's only 100 or 200 million years ago. It was thicker air? Where's the air going? I do know that the, uh... A lot of our atmosphere is being blasted out into space by the sun. It's constantly, uh... Kind of like a comet. You know how a comet leaves a trail? Well, that trail isn't... Isn't like something streaking through something and leaving a trail it's the sun blasting stuff off of it so the tail of a comet is in whatever direction the sun is it's kind of like an arrow pointing at the sun and apparently that's what's happening to our atmosphere very slowly it was, it's being really blasted away but uh i don't know if it's being replenished as well i don't know but you know Judging by that alone, about how thick the atmosphere used to be and the earth, the days were shorter. Um, So these giant bird-like things, um, some of them, I don't remember the name of it, but some of them walked around like it used its elbows as its front feet. And it would land and prey on dinosaurs like T-Rex babies. It was one of the things it would prey on. And was beak was like yeah, 15 feet long and had a huge long head. Uh, amazing birds. Or they weren't really birds. They were like bat-like dinosaurs. And it's hard to imagine that even existed. But it did. And it wasn't because of Noah. <laughs> and his flood. <laughs> anyway. People even believe that dinosaurs lived at the same time as humans, and it's so silly. Well, in a way, we did, though. Back then, though, we were little rat-like things that we hid, we hid from, uh... We were the food, but we were like little long-nosed rats, really. Which is not a proud thing to know. We should be kinder to rats because of that. <laughs> but that's just, uh, that's just, uh, we... You know, all mammals descended from the same lineage. Is that the right word? So it's there's no shame in it. All mammals you know, look similar if you think about it. It's really interesting looking at footage of bears, speaking of mammals. I was watching some YouTube clips of a grizzly bear. And some guy was just sitting there with his rifle. I think he was a hunter. Actually, no, I think he was a photographer. Because... Uh, Nah, he must have been a hunter. Who knows? Just because the photography was so well done. Maybe it was a GoPro camera or something. And this, this is in BC or somewhere in the States. And there's this big... They're so big, eh? Grizzly bears are massive. Massive, massive. They're the size of a dumpster. And he, uh... He's poking through... Probably in one of his stores nearby, but he's... This hunter is hiding behind a little shield, like a little brush thing he's made... And eventually the grizzly bear starts wandering away from where he was and right towards the hunter. And it's so tense. He just gets so close and then the grizzly bear freezes. And he smells something or sees something. And he takes off just like he'd seen the most terrifying thing he'd ever seen in his life. It bolted. So it just shows you how afraid the things are of us. I was also talking last night to my Uncle Pete, who's uh, so interesting to talk to. He's a really good listener and a really good speaker, too. Speaker, orator. And we were talking about this and that, and I said, uh, I can't remember how we got on to Neanderthals. We were talking about that, and, uh, and that reminded me of um, this fairly well-known story now which I'll try to relate fairly accurately if I can remember it. But uh, in some cave in Papua New Guinea, or near it, one of the islands near P- Papua New Guinea, I think it was, maybe the island is called Floriensis or Floriensa or something. Because that's what they named this. So the uh, there's there this cave and they're excavating. Um, and they find this skull. and I believe they found several. I'm not sure about that. But they found parts of a creature. And what was remarkable about it is that the skull was the size of a grapefruit. Now, picture a grapefruit in your hand. This was an adult. And there's dwarfism. I don't know what you really call it, but where people are small. Um, And there's also diseases that cause... People to be proportionately smaller, including small heads. But that's rare. Uh, and so they had at first been arguing about whether or not this creature they found, they knew it was human. What they didn't know was whether it was a species or if it was just uh, a disease causing this proportionately small dwarfism with the small head. And uh, after lots of debate... Uh, I gather that the scientific uh, establishment has formally recognized this, the creature, as, a, as a, an actual human species, subspecies, kind of like Neanderthals are, uh, called Homo floriensis, but they nickname it the Hobbit because it's only three feet tall. So, you know, put your arm down, pretend your hand's resting, that's about how tall they are. Depending you know, on how tall you are, <laughs> say if you're six feet in anyway. here. Uh, it'd be like a child, like a, like a three-year-old child. And except for shrunk person, full-grown human person dimensions. And what was really interesting about this, because I guess they found more and more remains, and it turns out to be a real species. And what's really interesting is that this island on Papua New Guinea, or near it, in this island of Floriensis or whatever, um, a lot of the species were shrunk. I believe it was... Um, elephants that were smaller and uh, rats that were much larger. Um, species adjust in size. Wow, hear that? What's that? Beautiful. I think maybe cardinal? He interrupted me. Can't see him. He's way up high in this ash tree. So nice. Anyway, so the, the, the just to finish the point. Um, there's a local uh, legend of little people. And remember, this is only probably 15,000 years ago. This isn't ancient times. This is not that long ago on a geological scale. So people would have lived alongside of this thing. And there exists today, among the tribes people there, the, the uh, aboriginals of this, this, this island, legends of these little people who would come at night and steal their children or their pets. <laughs> Which makes kind of sense, you know kind of makes sense like it's possible and it would be an amazing coincidence if it wasn't connected you know this one place on earth where there's this really weird legend of little people Well, I'm not sure there was legends of little people elsewhere who knows it just seems to fit right but they uh, there was more detail like they they had such strange details about the little people like how they would eat anything and they would you know steal food and steal steal their babies um and, and nobody's really sure exactly what they looked like. They probably had—it's um, uh, kind of like facial. I'm not sure if I know that. I think they're guessing. They might have had facial hair like like apes do, or they may have been completely smooth like we are. Don't know. No. Fascinating though. No. I saw a tree move, (laughs) like something walked past it, like a little tree, you know? So that was an interesting conversation. I don't think Pete had heard about that. I'll have to send him an article. It was a great article in National Geographic, uh, the front cover of, uh, look up National Geographic and you'll see the, uh, there's a, story dedicated to it probably two or three years ago you probably find it online but they have a mock-up of what it might have looked like very interesting i don't know where i am not at all i followed a loop trail and i think i'm looping back but right? i'm not sure don't really care either Speaking of dinosaurs, I'm walking through a bunch of ferns, and back in dinosaur time, there were nothing but ferns and weird-looking trees. And uh, so, where I'm walking right now looks like dinosaur island. So cool. That's a robin up there. Okay, oh, yeah, I probably should cut short. I think I, uh, not short, but I think I've gone long. So, uh, hey, have a great week, you. Keep in touch. That's a pretty sound. I love you. Take care of yourself. Alright. One, two, three, bye. This. So anyway, I'm, I'm, back, I'm back in the back in the car now, and I thought oh, I'll go down to the railroad tracks. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen to you. I thought I'd go back to the railroad tracks and have a look and see if there's another train coming. And uh, you will never guess what I saw instead of the train. You will actually never guess. You could guess. I could let you guess for a hundred years with one guess every day, and you'd never guess what I saw. And, um, I don't know. Should I reveal it? I guess I should. (laughs) I'm almost thinking I should leave it. I should leave it for you to guess and tell you next week. um, Because it was just the craziest thing I ever saw. (laughs) Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Tune in next week for the big reveal.